time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Time for another Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Strollt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting, serving you throughout the Greensboro area. Find us online at greensborotirement.com. Glenn, what's going on this week? How are you, sir? Hey, Walter, we're doing well. I hope you are. Yeah, we've got a fun show on tap for today. We're talking about responsible savers. We know that that probably uh, qualifies all of our listeners. I'm sure everybody tuning in is a responsible saver, but we're going to talk about how even responsible savers make mistakes. Even people who have been responsible with their money over the years entering retirement can still be a challenge because... It's kind of this very different stage of life. And so we're going to talk about some of the missteps that even responsible savers can make. On the previous episode, we were talking about, you know, some of the common misconceptions or the biggest myths in the financial world, responsible savers, believing in some of those, I'm sure. So we're going to go a little bit further down that rabbit hole today and just talk about how some of the simple mistakes can creep up on us, even those of us who are very responsible in general. First tip to responsible savers, Glenn, would be to not get too too enamored with cash. What do we mean by getting too enamored with cash? Well, Walter, I mean, we have to think in terms of, I mean, you know, what do we need cash for? Well, we need cash to be able to buy things and live our life and for income and that kind of thing. And we certainly want to have, you know, an emergency fund and those types of things. You know, a lot of times folks, you know, when they start thinking about, you know, it's like, well, I want to remove, you know, a lot of risk or maybe all risk away from my holdings and whatnot. You know, sometimes they move, you know, say, well, gosh, you know, I'm in cash. Well, I know that I'm probably maybe don't have an opportunity to make a whole lot because interest rates are so low these days, but at least I'm not going to lose anything. And there's some valid points in there, but you have to kind of think in terms of, you know, how much risk is an appropriate amount of risk? Do you really need to take off all your risk? How much are you going to be giving up in future earning potential? And not only just future earning potential, but also just being able to to keep pace with inflation, right? Because I mean, you know, at this point, you know, interest rates that, that you're earning at the bank are not quite, you know, what the you know, rate of inflation is. And so it's like if you're having a, an enormous amount of money that's sitting in cash, then, you know, you're actually going backwards, even though it doesn't feel like it now, you know, because it's just kind of a slow erosion. So realistically, you know, it's more of, you know, are you strategically utilizing cash or less risky accounts, you know, to help preserve capital and then still have other monies that are set aside for different purposes? I always like to think in terms of, you know, segmenting money or or an easy term for folks to think at and visualize is like you have a bucket of money over here for this. Let's say you have a bucket of money for an emergency fund. You have a bucket of money for your income over the next year or so, you know, if you're in retirement. And then another bucket that's more designed for how are you going to collect income over the next 10 years? And then maybe, you know, a longer term bucket that's way out there. You know, and so, you know, in that longer term bucket, you know, you might be able to take a little bit more risk with. So it's really strategically positioning your money in such a way that it's like, okay, you're you're doing the right thing by getting less risky and becoming more liquid with the idea of cash. But you've got to be careful. You want to make sure that you kind of have the right amount, so to speak. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest problems for folks is just 
sometimes there's not an exact right answer, and that can be discomforting for a lot of people. Like, you know, just tell me the answer is $100,000, right? Just just ha- have that on hand and just let it be so easy. But it's just not the same answer for everybody. So sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. Um, right. And I think it's the same principle with this next one, too. A mistake that even responsible savers make is taking on too much risk. And again, because it's kind of a nebulous thing. Right. Well, I mean, a lot of folks, you know, who have saved a lot for retirement, you know, oftentimes, you know, they were they were, you know, very aggressive savers. And what I mean by that is they were putting away a lot and they kind of thought, you know, back when they started saving and it's like, you know what, you know, maybe putting money into these retirement accounts or in the markets. And over time, it's historically the markets have gone up. So I'm going to be just really aggressive and put a lot of money towards the markets and just, you know, I'll ride out those roller coasters and, let you know, it goes up and down and all around. But in the end, I'm ending up higher. And, and historically, that's really been the, you know, the case for the vast majority of folks. And when you're moving towards retirement, you know, you have to wonder, is this like, is that continue to be the, the right strategy? And oftentimes, you know, this is really an interesting thing, Walter, is, is oftentimes when folks are doing that, you know, and they're putting away a lot of money into their retirement accounts, what kind of gets a little bit masked is that, you know, when they're putting new money in, especially if they're making relatively large contributions, their account value is actually growing, you know, to some extent because of the contributions that they're putting in, even if the markets are falling and the price of their or the value of the assets in their account has been falling. And that's not entirely bad because they're dollar cost averaging, but it's kind of masking the volatility to some extent as they're putting money in versus what would happen if they weren't putting new dollars in. If they, you know, let's say that they were actually retired and there was no new contributions going in, they'd see a lot more dramatic moves in their accounts. And so that's something that you've got to be aware of as you transition into retirement and making sure that you have the appropriate amount of risk. And again, kind of like what we were just talking about in terms of segmenting your money, it's like, are you going to need access to this money, you know, in the short term or the medium term, you know, maybe in the next year to, you know, five years or 10 years, that type of money that you need access to and you're going to be utilizing probably should have less or maybe even no risk at all. And then, you know, when you start thinking about, you know, your risk, probably should be, you know, further out into the future. And that's a whole different type of diversification than most people think about when they're saving for retirement. Time segmentation and time diversification is a big piece of, you know, planning for retirement and income planning that is just never really thought of by very many people, especially when they're in their accumulation years. And so we've got to be aware of how much risk are you taking and are you taking that with all of your money or just part of your money? And is the amount that you're taking risk with is that appropriate or does it need to be you know reevaluated perhaps the biggest mistake that even responsible savers tend to still make glenn is overlooking this thing that's affectionately called the ticking tax time bomb so many people ignore taxes at least they maybe don't give it the weight that it should when it comes to their retirement planning do you find that to be the case well, yeah, Walter, I see it very often times because everybody who's retiring now is part of a generation that has kind of been cultured to how are we going to plan for retirement? And largely, most people have said, well, you know, and they've been taught to just keep putting money into those traditional IRAs and those 401ks and to defer the taxes or put the taxes off. And so, you know, in doing that, that gave you the ability to not pay taxes on those dollars when you put them in 
because those are pre-tax dollars going into the account. The challenge is, obviously, the taxes didn't go away. They were merely postponed or deferred, which is kind of, you know, that word deferred doesn't seem like it carries as much weight as as if you say postponed. Most people really get the idea of postponed. It's like, oh, okay, I'm just putting it off. I'm still going to be subject to pay taxes on those dollars when they come out. And as we begin to really look at, well, what is the situation of, of our country at this point? Where are we? Well, we have record debt, we have record deficit, and we've got this dynamic of the baby boomers retiring at roughly 10,000 people every single day. And over the next decade and beyond, it's going to be that same dynamic. You know, every single day, that many people in the United States of America are going to be turning 65. And what does that mean? Well, they're, they're either just turned on their Social Security or they're getting ready to turn on the Social Security. They're getting ready to go on to Medicare. And there's more and more, you know, requirements of our government to be able to provide those services. And so as we look at that, it's like, well, how does the government, you know, raise the money to do that? Well, obviously it's taxes, right? So if you've got a, a lot of money that's set in those pre-tax accounts and you're going to, it's going to be subject to taxation later, you have to really start to think if you're still working and you've got a lot of money in those accounts, maybe we need to do some planning to maybe reevaluate. Are you putting the appropriate amount in there? And again, thinking in terms of diversification and not just diversification, you know, like we were just talking about in terms of time segmentation, then the traditional sense of just asset allocation, we might be thinking in terms of diversification in terms of tax treatment of the type of money that you're saving and the amounts of money that you're saving. And so when we start thinking about that, we want to realize when you start taking money out of the those accounts, what's going to be the impact? You know, will it create taxes on those dollars? And a lot of times it will. The thing that gets overlooked by a lot of people is that when you start taking money out of those accounts, it could potentially impact your Social Security because your Social Security is not automatically taxable, but it becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. And so it's almost like a stealth tax, right? If you take out too much money out of this account, then suddenly something over here in the form of your Social Security that wasn't going to have any taxes on it suddenly now has taxes on it because you have the withdrawal that you made over here. So it's like you have the taxes plus additional taxes. It was like a trigger after you went over a certain threshold of income that caused your Social Security taxation. So it's really a very important to not only think about how much are you saving for retirement, but where are you saving it to? And do you have an efficient plan to be able to get that money out you know, and not overpay in your tax bill? All of these are important considerations for sure. So let's end on a uh, positive note here, Glenn, because we've kind of beaten you know savers and responsible folks over the head a little bit with all the mistakes that they tend to make. <laughs> we don't want that to be the uh, you know final taste in their mouths. So let's go in a little bit different direction here for our last example. This one is kind of a self-inflicted wound that many savers have, but it's also what maybe has uh, led to their success, and that's that well, they're a bit tight when it comes to the wallet, and they need to live a little when they get into retirement. That's a good nudge to be able to deliver to somebody, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, and Walter, you know, I mean, all these challenges we're talking about, I mean, obviously, these are high quality problems, you know, or, or challenges or, you know, or however you want to phrase it. Certainly, I mean, this having more money saved 
you know, and, and how you're going to get money out, that's a good problem to have to deal with, right? I mean, you know, but at the same time, you still want to have a strategy about it. And after we've dealt with all of that, you say, well, gosh, why did you save all this money in the first place? Well, you saved it so you can enjoy your retirement, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I would contend that the vast majority of people, you know, that's why they've put that money aside into those accounts. It's not so much that they were just really, you know, excited about being investors or, or you know, some people are, but more people are, it's like, hey, I'm saving for my retirement. So when I do retire, I'll actually have money, you know, to live on and I'll kind of create my own pension plan in those retirement years with this money that I've saved into these accounts. And so, as you say, Walter, you know, a lot of times when if folks have spent their entire life you know, watching the pennies as they come in and making sure that they were really, you know, efficient in terms of how they spent money and, and saved as much as they could. It's kind of difficult for a lot of folks that have had that mindset for literally decades and their own, basically their whole life to now be thinking about, you know what, I mean, I'm going to you know, be able to take some money out and enjoy it and go do this and do that. Some people don't have any problem with that. And some people are, you know, they, 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 they might over go overboard in that regard. But more often than not, it's that it's like, OK, well, I'm afraid that maybe I'll need it in the future and I better not spend it now. And and so, you know, end up depriving themselves in retirement when they've deprived themselves their entire life in saving for retirement. And that's, you know, largely been, you know, a, a good thing to make sure that they were taken care of is, you know, in the retirement years. But there's got to be some sort of a middle ground to be able to enjoy it because it's like it's, this is these are the last chapters of your life. You really want to be able to enjoy it. And that's why you save the money. So, you know, a lot of times it comes into where we start having a conversation and folks don't really know exactly how much they're going to need to create the income that they need. And so that lack of knowledge and understanding about the distribution strategies causes folks to be a little bit, you know, overprotective of holding on to those dollars and making sure that they don't spend any of them. And so then they end up not enjoying their retirement as much as they could have if they would have just had a, you know, a strategy in place that was predictable and reliable that they knew that they could take a certain amount out and be able to enjoy themselves with it rather than just being, you know, acting out of fear. Does that make sense? It certainly does. A strategy will help with all of these things. If you've kind of been doing that financial planning process where you're just sort of planning a little bit over here, a little bit over here, but you know pieces A, B, and C don't really know what each other are doing, that they're not all linked together. Your plan isn't cohesive, bringing all your different portfolios and investments kind of into one umbrella, one roof, and seeing how the full picture is working. And that's a common problem. A lot of people just, you know, the husband's doing this, the wife is doing this, and then even individually, you've got maybe different accounts that have, that they just don't really have a strategy altogether that they're working toward. And you need to change that. And if you are in that category and need some help making sure everything is cohesive and pulled together, reach out to Glenn Mosseller at 336-291-3535 is the easy way to get in touch 336-291-3535 or online you know the website greensbororetirement.com click on free consultation at the bottom of the page and you can schedule a time to visit with glenn right there from your smartphone or computer go to greensbororetirement.com and again you can set up a complimentary review of your situation today
Glenn, thanks for uh, helping us walk through these things on today's program, and we'll look forward to another good show with you next week. All right, Walter, take care. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Sorholt. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. We're in the Apple Podcast Store. We're in the Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the major apps that are out there. So go subscribe to the show today so you never miss an episode. More coming up on the next edition. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time back here on the Retirement Roadmap. <laughs>